Good morning. Welcome to Friday. George Watkins here. What a joy to be together again. And this is the last day of the week. We celebrate our time together. If you're new to our broadcast, thank you for stopping by. We are, we're here every morning about the same time. And we bring a word of encouragement or a word that will stir your faith and get you moving toward the target. Amen. Your target personal achievements that God has put in us. Each of us have a particular journey and path to run on. <clears throat> if you're in a um, spiritual group that they're trying to make you all the same kind, you need to be careful that's not, that's not the important issue. Now, we all believe in Christ. We all believe in the cross. We all believe in, in the resurrection. We all believe in the heavenlies and God the Father. Those are those are things that we can be the same in, but not in, in destiny and purpose and giftings and anointings and revelations. All those things God deals with us personally. And I'll go as far to say that if you're still getting all your information through one channel, one person, one voice, you need to say, Lord, it's time for me to begin to know how to listen, how to hear, how to have, how to have insight. That doesn't mean you become a loner or by yourself or, you know, you're, you are your own um, <laughs> confirmation. No, we have people around us. We walk together. We agree together that God is moving among us. And what happens is that when you have a revelation or an insight, there will be people in your life that will feel a witness that it's God. If there's something crazy going on in your life and you're not hearing God, but you're hearing the voices of, <clears throat> of the tempter or the enemy, then they will be able to help you and pray for you and get you freed from that. Amen. But let's know this. We are individually called into particular uh, callings and situations. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't go to church with a group of believers or go to the, the, the prayer groups or the home meetings and, and gathered together. Paul said we needed to gather together small groups, large groups. He had two words for it, the Greek word, gay and sonago. Each of them have a purpose, and that purpose is that we become a part of the whole. My picture is not complete without your picture, but I do have one that's unique. That's the important thing. You do have one. And so when you blend yourself together with others, Paul said, when you come together, there's different kind of gifts. There's tongues, there's teachings, there's prophecy and so forth. He said, let it all be done decently and in order. That doesn't mean let it be done quietly with nobody offended. <laughs> that's, what, that's what most people interpret that as. Well, I got offended. It wasn't decent. No, what it means is let it blend together in that order that it's that it's intended to be so that it will show the full picture the full prophetic picture the full picture of Christ all those things that that God has intended for the body of Christ to reflect 
the teacher that has a gift of teaching wants everybody to be a teacher. The prophet, when they, when they have the, uh, the pulpit or they're speaking, they want everybody to be a prophet. <laughs> and the one who is a pastor wants everybody to counsel and hold the hand of the weak and pat the forehead of the fevered. That's a pastoral type of, of spirit. Well, we need them all. That's why Ephesians 4 and 11 says that it's the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, evangelist, and teacher. And they are to bring the body of Christ up to their potential so that they will do the work of the ministry. Not the fivefold doing the work, but the body of Christ doing the work. Well, isn't that something? <laughs> Take away the importance of us spiritual leaders. No, no, it's the body of Christ that does the work. Amen. There was a, a, a book written back in the 60s. <clears throat> we were pastoring in Sacramento. I was just a teenager. And uh, someone had the audacity to talk about the body of Christ rising up and doing the work. <laughs> I remember a pastor friend of my dad's drifted through town and he was really disappointed and saddened. He was a little frightened for his future. What will I have to do if they did the work? I won't have a job. <laughs> well, that's the point. Work yourself out of a job. My dad said, <clears throat> and in case you haven't noticed, I talk a lot about my father who pastored many, many churches. His last church he pastored until he was 92. God took him home three days after his Sunday morning sermon. And he said, my quest is that I put a sign on the door of my church. Everybody gone preaching. Church closed. Everybody gone preaching. Well, that was his passion. He was a, an evangelist and a church planter. And he loved that challenge. Okay. Okay, well, we got we got you settled in that area on Friday. <laughs> Get your gift out there and let it shine. Let it shine. Let it begin to multiply and let it begin to be a part of your collective body. Amen. Now, I pastored nearly 30 years, and there were people in my church that didn't preach, didn't pray uh, uh, publicly, didn't prophesy, didn't teach a class. But what they did do was serve us with such dignity and, and uh, grace. I had water on my platform table served by a woman who would not miss a service and would not miss her special water container that she brought and put there. I had a woman in the church that every time we gathered together had certain types of food she brought. And she would cook them up and serve them to us. And she that was her ministry. She loved serving people. There were servants in the house. Everything counts. Everything counts. I found out that if the people in the parking lot and the people at the front door are not doing their ministry, they, they will not hear the sermon that I'm about ready to give or the Holy Spirit prophetic word, or they won't, they won't enjoy the worship because they've either been offended on the way in or, or they've been neglected on the way in and they feel left out, especially the new ones. So everyone is important. Glory to God. 
Well, my caption today is, is salvation enough or is there more? If you'll read the notes below, you'll kind of catch the idea of why, what that means to, to me when God dropped it in my heart. You see, God gives me just a phrase or a sentence, and then he reveals that to me as I meditate upon it. That's how it works. So salvation. Salvation can be like the cookie that I described that satisfies a momentary hunger. You can take a cookie and kind of kill your hunger. My mom said, don't eat that cookie, George. Dinner's about ready. Well, I was hungry. I thought a cookie would be a good start. No, she convinced me that that, that wasn't going to be the way it was going to go. Well, I find, found out later that my nutritional self, if I just satisfy my body with just a little snack, then it won't be hungry for the full meal and I'll begin to be undernourished. So it is with spiritual things. And I've prayed and ministered to and encountered multiple thousands of people around the world in the last 65 years of active ministry. And many thousands of them never went past that one moment where they raised their hand or they came to an altar or they wept in some form, but because they did not go on into Christ. Paul said, this we will do if God permits. So there's a going on. We're going to set aside those things and those things behind us. And even the, even the old traditions of them, Paul was referring to the traditions of the Jewish order, the, the things they did with sacrifice and, and uh, the killing of the animals and the spreading of the blood and so forth. Well, you and I, when we come to Christ and we receive our salvation, it's, it's like a satisfaction comes to us and it, there's a healing, there's a refreshing, there's, a, uh, there's an uh, exhilaration. All those things happen in different forms and different people when we get, quote unquote, saved or born again, or we have salvation. Now, if you don't progress, after a few months, you will begin to be dissatisfied or bored, or you'll wonder if anything happened, the enemy will come in. So what happens, Paul told Timothy, he said, you need to do this. You need to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now that's, that's the going on past salvation. Salvation is, is a free gift from God. Salvation is that initial encounter with Jesus Christ. Salvation is my surrendering to the authority of Christ and acknowledging that he is Lord of my life. But if that's all I do, then the enemy has fertile ground. I mean, there's not there's nothing that will resist his temptations. I don't have a, a built-in a mechanism yet with with the understanding of the word and with the power of the holy ghost and and with a with the experience of prayer and the, i don't i haven't gone on into christ there's mysteries that need to be discovered mystery of christ the mystery of godliness there's about eight or nine of those that you'll find in the scriptures that talk about mysteries and paul paul talked about the mysteries of christ being revealed to us so if if you've just you know, been to an altar and prayed and wept and you're just, 
you're sitting in the, in the pew or the seat every Sunday and listening, but you're not in, you're not encountering it. You're not eating of that. You're not hungering after righteousness. You're not going on into Christ. I would encourage you to have some prayer around you. Get some people laying hands on you and reviving your spirit, stirring you up. Paul told Timothy, stir up the gifts that are in you, that were given to you by the laying on of hands. What does that mean? Get into a type of fellowship gathering, small group, large group, somehow where there's a, there's a whirlwind or a movement of the Holy Ghost where you'll begin to feel the reconnecting, the restirring of that, that, new, that first energy when salvation came. When that happens, then you have that, 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 Utterance, so that you know, that's that 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 inner power. I'm reaching for a word there and not catching, but that that inner power, unction. The script, the uh, King James says, unction. There's a, it means this as a push out of your spirit into God's stuff. Amen. So, I'll ask the question again: Is salvation enough? Now, don't I'm not making an argument here. <clears throat> if I'm I, I use this as a silly illustration, maybe a crude one. I'm going over the cliff in my shivy, and I'm just about ready to meet God, and I can get saved in that time. I, I just call on the Lord, and I'm instantly in. It's not a progress. I don't have to go to school. I don't have to pay my back taxes. I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to forgive you. <laughs> I have to do that later if I live. But that salvation is a, is, is a done deal in believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'm not arguing that. I'm talking about your lifestyle, your life's purpose. And the reason God called you was not just to get saved. I've made that illustration in some of my hot evangelistic services <laughs> and maybe pastoring. That would, I just get a hammer, sit you in a chair. When you got saved, I just hit you and send you to God. Then you wouldn't have any temptations. I don't hear anybody laughing with that one. That sounds weird. Well, the point being is that we go when we when we're born again. We are in, but if we need to live this life out, we need to go on into the Holy Spirit, into the gifts of the Spirit, into knowing prayer, into understanding the Word, into receiving the power of the Word of God, and to be, have a fellowship with the saints of God around us, and to know the Lord with all of our heart, face-to-face -face encounters. That's what I mean by, is there enough? There's no, there's nothing else God could ever give us that would be so full of his grace and love than salvation, but he intended us to be like Christ. Salvation is the kickstart. Salvation is the ticket in. It's the e-ticket, as we used to say in old Disneyland. <laughs> well, be encouraged today. I want you to progress. I want you to go forward. I want you to grow in Christ. I want you to excel in your giftings. That's the purpose of my time with you today. God bless you. Friday is a good day to be alive in Christ. And if you have not subscribed to this channel or to YouTube, do so and to Facebook.
thumbs up and like me and friends and all that good stuff. Thank you for those who are giving. It's such a good encouragement, both for the fact that you are you have confidence in the ministry, but also for the fact that it gives us horsepower to go forward. Thank you. If you have been nudged by the Lord to give, you can do it with the PayPal or the address right below. And we will rejoice in your blessing coming back. Amen. Until Sunday night, 6 o'clock, we'll be here with, as they say, bells on. (laughs) We'll be rejoicing together. Until then, be blessed. God bless you.